And uh, I want you to open your Bibles <clears throat> to Colossians chapter 1. And we'll look at verses 12 and, and verse 13. And we're doing a little series called Kingdom Culture. The word culture simply means a way of living. You know, if you've been transferred to another country, you need to adapt yourself to the culture of that country. Well, we've been transferred out of darkness into the kingdom of God. And so then we need to adapt ourselves to kingdom culture. And we talked a couple of weeks ago about the importance of how we think and the importance of renewing our mind. So Colossians 1 says that we're to give thanks unto the Father, which has made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us or transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen? So this morning what I want to talk to you about is we must adapt, to our, adapt ourselves to the kingdom of God in the area of faith. Now if you look at Habakkuk, you look at Galatians 3, you look at Hebrews chapter 10, you'll see this phrase over and over again. It says that the just shall live by faith. So let's look at Romans chapter 1 and verse 17. Romans 1:17 says, For therein is the righteousness of God from, revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The just shall live by faith. <clears throat> well, I got news for you. The just is you. The just is me. The just is all of us. Those that have been justified shall live by what? By faith. Now, I love how the Amplified says it in the latter part of the AMPC. Notice with me it says, it, and let's go on uh, to the next slide on that verse. Uh, it says, as it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live. I like that. How many of you like living? Living long and living strong. Shall live and shall live by faith. Amen. Praise God. We are going to live. How many of you know we do not perish by faith? We do not go under by faith. But rather we live and we overcome by faith. And so living by faith is something that we do not once in a while, but it is part of our daily walk with God. And what I have stirring in my spirit so strong today is this, is why does living by faith matters? You know, someone can just say, well, just live by faith, brother. Well, first of all, that's not very loving. It's kind of sarcastic. But why is it that we should live by faith? If you know why we should live by faith, then you can learn how faith comes. And then you can learn how faith is released. Amen. Oh, it is so vital to know these truths that I'm about to share with you today. Why it matters. Well, number one, it matters because that's how you got saved. Amen. That's how I got saved way back in the 70s. And we see in Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raised him from the dead, what's going to happen? You will be saved. But notice with me, it is a believing heart 
and an active mouth that causes a person to come out of darkness into the kingdom of God. Amen. Notice with me in verse 10. Did you wear your shouting clothes today? I mean, this works for every area of your life. If it worked to get you off of drugs, if it worked to get you out of alcohol, if it worked to get you out of self-righteousness or some religious cult or some weird lifestyle, it'll work to get your body healed. It'll work to get you filled with the Spirit. It'll work to get your needs met, and it'll work to get your marriage back together. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In verse 10, it says, For with the heart... With the heart, man believeth. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. We see the heart and the mouth connection. In order for faith to work in our lives, it's got to be in two places. Yes. A believing heart. Yes. And a mouth that is aligned with what one believes in his heart. It says, with the heart, man believeth. Yes. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That's how we got unto salvation. But salvation is an all-inclusive word. Salvation also means health. Salvation means peace. Salvation means nothing missing and nothing broken. Salvation means wealth and health and prosperity in your life. Folks, if you want to get unto full salvation, have a believing heart. And that's, my brothers and sisters, one of the main reasons why faith. Why does faith matter? A second reason that faith matters is this. In Hebrews eleven six, 6, you can't please God without it. In Hebrews eleven six, 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Well, I got good news for you today. You ain't without faith. Because faith is a gift from God. That's how you got saved, by grace through faith. It is the gift of God. But not only that, it's not only been given, but it's also been dealt to you at the time you were born again. God has placed on the inside of each and every one of us the measure of mountain-moving faith. Point at your inner man and say this, I have a measure. I have the measure of mountain-moving faith. And so why does faith matter? Because it takes a lifestyle of faith in this kingdom to please God. Now, please understand me. When I'm talking about pleasing God, I'm not talking about getting on a treadmill of legalistic works. I'm talking about please God with a humble heart. Pleasing God where it says, God, you said it. And I just want you to know that I trust you. There may be all sorts of things going on in my head. There may all be all sorts of circumstances going on in my life. But you are faithful and you are God and I trust you. And my brothers and sisters, that pleases God. Hallelujah. Why faith? Why faith? We need to know why and we need to be reminded of why. Because with our faith, we can please God. Say me, I've got mountain moving, God pleasing, faith living on the inside of me. Why does faith matter? I'll tell you why faith matters. It's with our faith that we can move mountains. Anybody have any mountains that need to be moved out of your life? 
Well, I'll tell you right now, you're either talking to your mountain or your mountain's talking to you. Are you tired of mountains talking to you? Well, rise up in the name of Jesus and start speaking to your mountain. Because mountain-moving faith spoken out of a heart filled with faith opens the door to the supernatural. And when you open the door to the supernatural, God is alert. God is active, watching over your words to perform it. And he is almighty God, and he is the great mountain mover. Position yourself for mountain-moving faith by just opening the door to the supernatural. In Mark eleven twenty three, it says this, For truly I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever... Amen. I'm part of the three-in-one gang. What do you mean the three-in-one gang? In that verse, the word say or saith is used three times. And the word believe is only used once. I think this, that we need to get about our Father's business and do more saying because on the inside of you, we already believe God. And so we need to activate what we believe in our heart by saying with our mouths, amen. Mountain, be thou removed. Who art thou, O great mountain, before my life? Thou shalt become a plain. I'm going to shout praises. I'm going to shout goodness of God in my life, amen. Glory to God. Say with me, I am a mountain mover. Why faith? Why does faith matter? Why does it matter so much? I'll tell you why it matters. It's because it's the key to answered prayer. It's not only the key to moving mountains, but faith matters because it's the key to answered prayer. Does anyone need some prayers answered? Prayers answered in our individual lives. I want you to notice what Mark chapter 11 and verse 24 says. It says this, therefore, this is Jesus speaking, right after he said in Mark eleven twenty three 23, that we can have what we say. Jesus said this in verse 24, therefore, I say unto you, point at yourself and say, Jesus, Jesus is, talking to me. is talking to me. Therefore, I say unto you, notice, what things soever that you desire, Have you got any desires in your heart? What about the rest of you? You're not just going through life taking up space, I hope. You ought to have some hope. You ought to have some desire. You ought to have some spitterinkdom about you. Therefore, I say unto you, this is talking to me. This is talking to you. What things soever you desire. Now, just make those sure that those things that you desire line up with the B-I-B-L-E. You don't want to be flaky, desiring things that don't line up with the Word of God. Because it won't come to pass. 
but look into the perfect law of liberty and find the scriptures that apply to your case and let them dwell in you richly and meditate upon them day and night and let this word on the inside of you rise up and direct your prayer life and you will see results. What things soever you desire. Notice this with me. When you pray, believe. Say this, when I pray, I need to believe. When you pray, believe what? Believe that you receive them. That's why faith matters. He's given you the ability to pray and to believe and take by faith and receive them. And then the Bible says, and you might have them. Is that what the Bible says? No, the Bible doesn't say you might have them. He says you shall have them. Amen. I like getting to you shall have them. I like getting to manifestation. How about you? But I do not want to put the manifestation before the believing. If all we're looking for is a manifestation without a heart filled with faith, oftentimes that won't come to pass. But on the other hand, if you believe in your heart and when you pray that you receive them, praise God, something good's going to happen. Something good's going to happen. You shall have them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why does faith matter? Why is it so important? You need to know the why. Because if you don't know the why, and you're not reminded of the why, you won't be a doer of the word. All this message will be to you is just another message. Well, I've heard that before a thousand times. But have you done anything with what you've heard before? I feel a little dance coming on. Got to know the why. You got to know the why. God's purpose for your life is to live for Him and to live by trust and to live by faith and to live by confidence in Him. Hallelujah. Here's another major reason why faith and how we need to conduct ourselves. Now that we're in the kingdom of God. I'll tell you why. Because faith quenches those flaming missiles, those fiery darts of the wicked one that come to our soul like every day. In Ephesians chapter 6, I want you to notice this. Ephesians, the sixth chapter. And it begins at verse 13. He says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, do what? Stand. Having done all to stand. The only way that we can stand against those things is to stand by faith. Yes. Having done all to stand, stand. Stand. Now the next verse, in verse 14. Stand therefore, having, your, uh, having girded your waist with truth... And putting on the breastplate of what? The breastplate of righteousness. Next verse, verse 15. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Verse 16. 
above all. Now listen to this. Everyone say, above all. In other words, above everything. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all, not half of them, but all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So fiery darts come, but fiery darts do not have to stay. Thoughts come, and sometimes they persist in stain. But thoughts that are not acted upon, thoughts that are not spoken, thoughts of the evil one will die unborn if you will take up the shield of faith and quench every fiery dart. Now, when we think about the word shield, the word shield is something that protects, does it not? Now, I saw this in my heart as I was studying. Our shield of faith is a shield of protection. And our shield of faith is faith-filled words. Faith-filled words spoken out of your heart and released out of your mouth on a daily basis will serve as a shield, will serve as protection against the onslaught, the lies, and the fiery darts of the wicked one. In other words, when he comes with a fiery dart, it's a thought, right? So we replace those thoughts with God's thoughts. He comes and tells us, well, you'll never be able to make it. You're no good. You are just a second-class citizen. Well, you take the mighty shield of faith and you declare, I am his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. As a matter of fact, devil, since you brought it up, I want you to know that I am more than a conqueror because God loves me. And since you brought up that I won't be able to do it, I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Come on, say it real strong with me. I can and I will. I will do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I deal with fiery darts every day. Some say, well, you must be living in sin. Well, you must be wrong. Right? Every one of us deal with fiery darts. The question is, is what are we doing with them? Are we thinking about those things? Are we rehearsing those things? Are we telling other people about those things? Amen. Now, there's nothing wrong. Don't misunderstand me. There's nothing wrong with you and I coming into agreement and locking our shields together. Amen. Locking our shields together. I mean, ka-plunk. Amen. But what's wrong with telling everybody in the 510, 650, 916, whatever area code, all that you're going through, all it does is it magnifies the problem and it minimizes the Father. So instead of magnifying the fiery darts, let's magnify the Lord. Oh, lift a hand and say, oh, magnify the Lord with me. We're going to exalt his name together. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Well, you're never going to make it. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Devil, but I've already made it. Because I got the way maker living on the inside of me. And he's greater than the obstacle that you put in my way. Because he, in fact, is the way, the truth, and the life. He's made a way for me. And I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to live by faith. I'm going to trust him. And at the end of the day, I'm coming out, praise God, without the smell of smoke on me. Amen. Hallelujah. Why faith? Why? Well, I, I don't know. You guys are part of that word of faith movement. You better believe we are. Are you word of faith? Yeah, because the word of faith is the word of God. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'd rather hear faith than fear. I'd rather hear a message on hope than hopelessness. I'd rather be positive than negative. Amen. It's a good thing. Faith is a good thing. Now we understand this, that God is the one who is the God of faith and he gets all the glory. We shouldn't be flaunting our faith and walking around strutting like we're something. You're nothing in the flesh. I'm nothing in the flesh. None of us are anything in the flesh. But we are not without him. Therefore, it's in him that we live, in him that we conquer, in him that we have a good, high self-esteem. Because our esteem is based on his esteem of us. Here's another reason. Are you getting anything out of this today? I just kind of felt in my heart this week that I should encourage you on why faith. Why is it so important? Turn with me to Romans, the fifth chapter, if you would. And let's look at verse one and two. Romans, the fifth chapter. And let's look at verse one and verse two. Praise the Lord. Everyone say, praise the Lord. Lord. Say, praise the Lord three times. Say, the devil's defeated twice. Say with me, he's under my feet. He's under my feet. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. He is Lord. Amen. Now notice in Romans, the fifth chapter, and we look at verse one and two again. Therefore, having been justified by what? You'll feel a whole lot better about yourself if you'll get a revelation that you've been justified. That you've been placed in right standing with God. And that happens by faith. That's why faith's important. Therefore, being justified by faith, what do we have? Now think about that. Because we're in right standing with God, we've got peace. Isn't that good? We've got peace with God knowing that if our life ended this afternoon, we'd be forever in the presence of the Lord. But then we've got the peace of God, knowing that we're going to live long and live strong. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to read verse 2 with me, if you would, please. Through whom also 
we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now let's just keep that verse up there just a moment. Through him, through Jesus Christ, through the one who justified you, through the Prince of Peace, through him, we have access by what? Why is faith so important? Because it's with our faith that you and I have access to the abundance of grace that he has so freely given us. In other words, we access the grace for daily living by faith. You see, grace contains all that God did for us in Christ Jesus in his redemptive work. Grace is freely given. The grace for salvation is freely given. The grace for strength is freely given. How many of you know that God's grace will strengthen you? Don't you suppose it's important that we understand why faith is so important? Because it's with this faith that we access the strength that grace gives to us in our daily lives. I don't know about you, but I need strength every day. And I'm not talking about the kind of strength that a treadmill can give you. I'm not talking about the kind of strength that a good diet can give you. All those things are good. Weights are good. But I'm talking about the strength that comes from Almighty God. The strength, the might that comes from the Spirit of God. The strength that enables us to face difficult days with a smile on our face because we're not looking at that. We're looking at our future. We got a smile on our face because we know that His grace is sufficient for us. Woo! Why is faith important? Why do we live by faith? Because without it, we can't access. We can't activate the grace of God. And we need God's grace. I mean, oh, how we need God's grace every day of our lives. We all face some difficult situations. We all face some things that look impossible. But with our faith, we can access the grace of God with whom there are no impossibilities. And it can keep our soul from wavering. It can keep us anchored in our blood covenant. Why is faith so important? Because it's with this faith that we access the grace of God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 I'll tell you why else. Faith is important. Because faith in God is our firm foundation. When everything around us is shaken, when the earth is quaking, when the politicians are going cuckoo, Faith in God is our firm foundation. Say with me, faith in God. It is my firm. It's my firm foundation. 
It is the foundation of our marriage. We have been more married for 46 years. We are going on 50. We love one another. We serve one another. We are delighted to be married to one another. But without faith, there's no foundation. Trusting God in your marriage has got to be your firm foundation. Everything around us is sinking sand. Everything around us is going to change one day. We're not always going to be doing what we're doing this morning. Things are going to change. Things are going to be rearranged. But I declare to you that we have received a kingdom that's unshakable. Oh, come on, that'll preach right now. You are in an unshakable kingdom. So don't build your life on the sand. Don't build your life on other people's opinions. Don't build your life on your checking account. Don't build your life on a doctor's report. Build your life on the firm foundation, the rock, hallelujah, of revelation knowledge, the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Now look at Hebrews chapter 11. And notice with me in verse 1. Why does faith matter? It matters because faith is our firm foundation. Now listen to this that our hope stands on. Say this with me. My faith faith is my firm foundation foundation. that my hope, hope. that the things I desire, that the things that that haven't manifested yet, faith is my firm foundation that my hope stands on. Lord, give us revelation here, I pray. In Hebrews, the 11th chapter, notice with me in verse 1. Why does faith matter? If you'll get hold of this, why it matters, and live it, it'll change your life. It'll change the way you think. It'll change the way you approach life. I'm living by faith. I've come this far by faith, and God's going to take me all the way by faith. Notice in Hebrews 11 and verse 1, it says, Now faith is. Fred Price said many years ago, if it's not now, it's not faith. He said it this way, faith is present tense. So when that becomes a revelation in your heart, you'll stop talking about what God's going to do, and you'll rejoice in what he's already done. I just thought I'd add that. Glory to God. Notice this. Look at the word substance there. Say it with me. Now faith is is. the substance. substance. Now if you look up the word substance, it means a foundation. It's your foundation. And that's when I'm talking about firm foundation. Now notice with me the word faith. Faith and God's word are basically synonymous terms, are they not? It's kind of like the water and the wet. When's the last time you separated the water from the wet? I mean, they're one, aren't they? So we could read it like this. Now the word of God is my firm foundation. Say this with me. Now God's word word is my firm foundation. foundation. 
But what, it is, what is it the foundation for or of? It is the firm foundation of things for which we hope. Now, you need to understand this. And many of you know this, but some of you don't. So let this be water to the seed that's already been planted. And let this be eye-opening to you that have not heard this. Hope is not wishful thinking. Hope is not something, well, brother, I sure hope so. No, hope biblically basically means this. Hope is a confident, favorable expectation. You cannot separate biblical hope from expectation. So what he's saying here is this. The word of God is your firm foundation of those things which you're expecting to happen in your life. Say it with me, my faith is my firm foundation of that which I expect. We could say it this way. Real faith is the foundation that my expectation stands on. And if I'll stay in a firm foundation, and if I'll stay in a heightened state of expectation, I will receive the manifestation. So if you're in faith, you are also in expectation. You're expecting something good because you're persuaded that something is true. In other words, you're excited about it. Amen? We quoted Mark eleven twenty four earlier. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. How many of you are at that point of you shall have them? How many of you are still expecting for the things that you desired and prayed about to come to pass? Okay, so since that is true, if I'm in faith for healing for my body, I'm expecting my body to change. I better try that one more time. If I'm really in faith for my healing, I've got to be expecting my body to change. How about this one? If I'm in faith for my needs to be met, I'm expecting the money to come in. I lost a few of you on that. How many of you could use a little M-O-N-E-Y? There ain't nothing wrong with money, honey. Now, if you're looking for a honey with just money, you're looking in the wrong place. That'll preach, too, right there. <laughs> Nothing wrong with money. It takes money to pay mortgages. It, 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 it takes a lot of money right now to eat at McDonald's. You go to some burger joints that used to be $5.95, now it's 20 bucks for fries and a burger and a drink. Now, I'm not going to sit there and gripe about it and bellyache about it, but I'm going to get me some expectation going on and some believing going on so that when I want a burger, I can buy a burger. And I can buy a burger for you and you and you. Not today. <laughs> Amen. Is that right? It takes money. 
So if you're believing for the money to come in, don't be laying faith hints. Well, Brother Mike, I just want you to know that we're suffering a little bit of lack. We're believing for a hundred bucks. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I know Mike's got a hundred bucks, so ha, ha, ha. No, if you're believing, then you're expecting. I'm expecting. If you're believing for your sons and your daughters to come from afar, come on, somebody. Then you're expecting a call. You're expecting a letter. Well, brother, I haven't seen anything for four or five years. It ain't over. If you will stay in faith and stay in expectation, there'll come a time where it's manifestation time. Your sons and your daughters will come from afar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it with me. Now faith is my firm foundation that my hope stands on. We've been here almost 41 years. I have not yet seen what I've seen here. I've seen glimpses of it. I am so thankful for the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God for nigh these 41 years. I'm thankful. But somehow on the inside of me, I have a greater expectation of greater things and greater glory and greater harvest happening. Now, if I don't nurture that, if I let my firm foundation go, if I'm moved sometimes by what I see on people's faces, just kidding. If I'm moved by what I see or don't see, it'll rob me of my faith and my expectation. Why do Brenda and I stay here so long? Because we have faith that God is not finished with us yet and he's not finished with the San Francisco Bay Area yet. We believe to see the glory of God. Why does Pastor Tom do what he does and Pastor Kimberly do what they do week after week, year after year? Why does Pastor Nancy do week after year, week after week, year after year? Because she's an expectation. And every one of us are putting our best forward because we're seeing out there on the horizon of time the glory of God coming in and the goodness of God filling this place with his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, lastly, are you got anything yet today? I know there's a lot here. Faith matters. It really matters. It matters. Why? It matters. It's because how we obey and step out. It's how we obey. God calls every one of us to do something that's quite frankly not comfortable. God calls every one of us to do something that we don't see the end result yet. Am I preaching to the right crowd? Let me ask this. Has God ever asked you to do something that seemed like it didn't make any sense? 
Well, it doesn't make sense. Because faith is not sense. Sense is sense and faith is faith. Now, a beautiful example of this is our father Abraham. In Hebrews, the 11th chapter, I want you to notice this with me. Hebrews chapter 11 and in verse 8. Hebrews 11, verse 8. Read this with me, please. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. Now stop right there. Which he would. But he hadn't received it yet. Many people want to receive the inheritance first. Then they might go out. But that's not how it works. Abraham had to go out. Abraham had to obey. And he did it by faith. And he is an example for all of us as the father of faith, of obedience, and stepping out before we can receive all that God's got for us. Now notice. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. Read the rest with me. And he went out not knowing where he was going. <laughs> How many of you are there right now? How many of you have been there? How many of you hope that you'll never be there? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why does faith matter? It really matters. It matters. Now listen. The Father God always has a word for his kids. He has the word, but then he also puts a word in our heart. And this A word comes from the Holy Spirit, who is the revealer of truth, who will lead you and guide you in the way you should go before you're completely in the know. And that's what was going on with Abraham. This is something, folks, obedience requires action. Say this with me. Obedience, Obedience requires, action. requires action. And understand this, that faith gets ready. Get ready. Be prepared for the Lord to give you a word. Faith requires action. In 1982, when Brenda and I came to California, we had to take a step of faith. By faith, Mark and Brenda left a comfortable job in Minnesota and came to California not really knowing what God had for us. We loaded up our little Chevy Citation with our two boys and some of our belongings, and we headed down 35W and made it all the way to the San Francisco Bay Area. But we did it by faith. Somebody said, were there any fiery darts? <laughs> what are you doing? You got, see those boys in the back seat? Why are you leaving a comfortable place to go to California? All sorts of things. But by faith we did it. Amen. By faith we did it. Yeah. <clears throat> and as we obeyed, the Lord opened up the plan for us. 
He opened up the plan through Pastor Nancy. He opened up the plan through many people in the church. And on July 4th of 1982, we became the pastors, I mean the pastors of this church. But if we had just stayed in blizzard country, waiting on someone to call us and say this, this, and this, it would have never happened. And listen, folks, there are some things that God wants to do for you. There are some things that God wants to do through you. But it always takes a step of faith. On the other side of obedience is always blessing. Say with me, on the other side of obedience is blessing. If you be willing, if you be willing and obedient, the land will eat you up. No. If you be willing and obedient, you're going to eat what? Say, I'm going to eat. How many of you are going to eat in about 30 minutes? I'm going to eat all right. And I'm going to eat, and you're going to eat the good of the land. Listen, folks, God gave us the good of Hayward, California. God gave us this beautiful facility. God gave us acreage that people would be chomping at the bit to get. I had one guy come into my office and lay down an offer for $12 million for this property. And I said, no, can't do it. This is God's. This is God's. And we're sitting in the manifestation, not of just Pastor Nancy's and Pastor Tom's and Pastor Brenda's and my obedience. It's the obedience of all of you. And we're called to steward the blessing that he has given us. Faith matters. It matters. It matters in our country right now. I don't want to play dueling mug shots. I don't know about you. I just want to pray. And I want to believe God. <laughs> Lillian Yeoman said this, God delights in his children stepping out over the aching void with nothing under their feet but the word of God. And God watches as we demonstrate in faith and act on his word. Amen. Kingdom culture. Say, we live by, we walk by, we talk by faith. Are you convinced that it matters? Are you going to be a doer of the Word of God this week? Praise the Lord. Pastor Tom's going to come. It's 1132. We'll be on our way in just a few moments. I'm so thankful that God has freedom in this place. Listen, folks, there's no faith no place like Heart of the Bay Christian Center to preach the word. It is so easy to preach. It is so easy to minister. And that is a compliment to each and every one of you. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet right now.
Glory to God. Honey, do you have anything to add to this? Praise the Lord. Let's raise a hand toward heaven and let's declare this. Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I am a believer. I'm not a doubter. This week, I choose to live by faith. And I know as I just simply trust you, you will be well pleased. Holy Spirit, help me to take steps of faith and obedience. And I desire with all of my heart to access your great grace that you've made available to me. I receive, I believe, and I receive. In Jesus' name, amen.